Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. It is the end of January, um, N-E-W, and we are covering a, a movie that came out last year. Uh, Annette, yay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have like zero history with this in terms of like it came out and like I knew it was a thing and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing. You brought it to my attention and I was like, yeah, sure, you could do it because, um, Encanto happened. This this can also happen. It was mm-hmm. made last year. We chose this over the other uh, film the Sparks Brothers did last year. I don't know if that was wise, but you know. If okay, so there's like tent like apprehension that we have towards <laughs> this movie. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It's because I. I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. And it what it wasn't really this. And like I'm not like super like shook or anything. It's just uh-huh. like <sighs> I don't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um also forgive that I sound like this today. I have nasal congestion so as leah said it was released just last year 2021 um it's starring um marianne cotillard and adam driver so do we start now what is it called so may we start yeah so we open on the scene of uh, a recording studio but it's kind of like not important because uh it is just setting the scene of them beginning this song, but the song moves out into the street, and then we kind of see the main actors of our film. Um, they're all singing it. They're all together in a row. I think it's just meant to be like an introduction, but it doesn't actually introduce us to any of them. We just kind of see them, and they're singing as they're walking down the street. Yeah. It's it's just like like it's not an opening a traditional opening number in that it tells us literally nothing. All it does is say like they're just like so maybe we start or whatever's happening, and they're just like introducing the concept of the beginning of a movie. I guess <laughs> pretty much um, everyone splits off um, into their own section and we are uh we follow first henry mchenry who is adam driver's character he is a comedian he is uh i don't know what kind of humor um listen so okay (laughs) (laughs) this comes up this will come up later and i'll probably say it again then but um I don't get his comedy act, but yeah. in the first scene when they do it, yeah. everybody's like having a good time. He does pretty much a similar type of act later, which is like labeled a meltdown and everybody's like, that sucks. And I'm like, 
I they're so indistinguishable to me. <laughs> like the type of humor is so indistinguishable yeah. that I don't understand like why everyone's all of a sudden like this is you know horrible content. But yeah, he's like he's just like an asshole. <laughs> like if, pretty much. And like people are like, yeah, asshole, we love it. And he's like got this little robe on and whatever. <laughs> But during this, we get the song of, is it True Love Always Finds a Way? Oh, no, that's, um, that's Marianne singing that later. Um, I don't know. So, okay, the 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 soundtrack on Spotify, um, I'm not looking at the quote unlimited version. Um, I'm looking at the sort of select from the motion picture. Um, is what I'm going to be referring to uh, in terms of songs. But yeah. also, uh, this is a rock opera. I don't know if we mentioned that. So, like, it's mostly sung anyway. There's very little, like, spoken word. And if so, it's mostly recitative. Um, kind of, really. Uh, so just going into that, knowing I'm not going to be singing for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> during Henry's, I almost said during Adam. During Henry's act, we get introduced to like his perspective on like his past love, his um, current love. Who we get like snapshots of, who is Maria Cotillard's character Anne, who is a world famous like soprano he actually goes to see her at the end of her performance and she's like how did your show go i killed them i murdered them i guess this was meant to be like foreshadowing, foreshadowing? or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean it comes up a, a couple times the idea of her performance being she dies and dies and yeah. dies and his his being like murder and yeah he's a killer he's like more aggressive whereas she's like i guess the victim yeah i mean yeah to, she also to... is like i saved them i in response i don't know the paparazzi are hounding them just i don't know why to see how i i think their relationship was like fairly new ish um mm-hmm. don't don't fully understand um fully understand it but we get the the news that uh, i get a little surprised by the way towards the end about the the timeline of their relationship because for some reason i just assumed that at least been together for like a year before he proposed because he does he does propose or whatever and they do get married yeah how long have they been together i don't know the thing is Cause like towards the end, I'll 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 flag it later when we come to it. Okay, just skipping over. True love always finds a way. We have a song. We love each other so much, which is like they're walking through the woods and they're having this like confession moment, I guess, and that they they sleep together and. Like, they just have, like, this really, like, intimate relationship. <laughs> I was wondering. I was, I was trying to just gloss over it. I was just be like, and then, and then we. No, we cannot. We cannot. Okay. 
Okay. So I was so taken aback because, like, okay, this song is happening, whatever. It's kind of like uh-huh. a, they're just, it's like, we love each other so much. Um, and they sort of point out how, like, their relationship really shouldn't be a thing because of how they're so unalike or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're in bed, <laughs> fully naked. And they're, it's like, I, they have, I've never seen <laughs> a musical sex scene in my entire life. And I have never been more uncomfortable in a musical number. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, I can watch me. you murder people or whatever, but like, it was just too much. <laughs> I mean, it happens briefly in Heather's a dead girl walking, I will say, like, at the end of it. But, like, they're this... clothed and they're on stage. Like, True. <laughs> That's fair. They're, like, butt naked. Like, yeah. butt naked. Yeah. This is, like, a sex scene you would find in any, like, a regular movie or whatever. This is Just true. set to them, like, singing at each other. It's so weird. I did not like it. <laughs> And it happens more than once. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that happens. They continue on with their careers. I guess we see like little flashes of it. Um, we get a, a brief introduction to the accompanist for... I was so confused. I'm like, okay, I guess you're important. Yeah, I- <laughs> Yeah, I was like, because I was like, what is his, he wasn't, and then he's like gone for a very long time yes. before he's reintroduced. He's so gone like, for about half the movie. <laughs> like yeah. they, they introduce him in like, the first 20 minutes and then he's gone for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. get it. He just like reappears uh, at the end for drama. He like appears really early and just sort of introduces yeah. himself as a character like he's the accompanist he wants to be a conductor um this is like rapped or spoken whatever um and he is like the accompanist for Anne is the thing and yeah. like i guess i assumed that he had a crush on her or something like that I mean, later we find out there's more to that relationship, but initially we're just like introduced to him and his aspiration, and then he's gone, and then we go back to Anne because now we get to hear her sing, and she sings beautifully, mm-hmm. but she like she dies on stage. I don't know what thing they're meant to be portraying, but she dies on stage, um, in her in her aria, and. I think it was after that that it becomes apparent that Anne is now pregnant. Um, and so... Yes, we get another... Um, we get, like... It happens multiple times where we get, like, an e-news type of tabloid TV yeah. thing that sings at us whatever milestone's going on. Yep. So, like... A lot of this intro is very hazy to me because I started paying attention from this point onward. Because. So, <laughs> Anne is uh, pregnant, and then we move from like them having sex to Anne being in the, um, in the delivery room. And, you know, 
Henry is like it's a clever transition I don't like it but it is clever <laughs> in the position in which she is sitting and we in during the sexual act we continue that position into her giving birth so you can I guess you can assume what position yeah. she's in and then a girlfriend <laughs> is born <laughs> so they I was like, am I suddenly watching The Dark Crystal? What's going on? No, I, my brain didn't go there. I was just like, oh my god, it's the Twilight puppet. It's this Renesma. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes are gonna move and it's gonna be terrible. It's just that much creepier. <laughs> oh my god, no. Um. So, yes. She gives birth and everyone's overjoyed. Like, they're singing, she's out of this world. Um to a puppet and I just thought I thought it was just gonna be for like the baby stage like it was just like for this like they didn't have a baby budget and that's why cause I, I'm pretty sure like I don't know what, what level of care like or protocols you have to follow when you have like a baby in a movie versus like a toddler versus like a child um but no yeah. <laughs> the puppet the, the the puppet did not leave <laughs> us so annette which yeah. makes sense to me now because it's Anne's daughter played by marionette annette uh, uh, <laughs> i did not put that together <laughs> uh, well, that's kind of clever. I mean, go off, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, she's out of this world or whatever's going on there. So they have the baby. Um, Anne goes back to work proper, whereas Henry ends up being like the primary home caretaker for Annette and he starts to build a bit of resentment about that because similar to A Star is Born, Anne's career um, continues to take off whereas his becomes a bit stagnated. Um, she goes on tour I think it is while he's, while he's having to take care of the child. Yeah and it's not even like she's going on tour with a specific show by the way because like at one point she's in Carmen and another point she's yeah. in something else. It's a very yeah, weird Yeah so tour. she's I think it's just like to represent that she's gone for extended periods of time while this while this child is growing up and yeah. um, Henry who I think is based in LA his show is like just stuck taking care of this baby all of this time. So she, while she's in a car, um, heading who knows where, she has um, a dream that women have come forward accusing Henry of abuse. Six women have come forward accusing Henry of like abuse, of having a temper. Um, and they're like, why didn't you come forward earlier? And they're like, we are afraid for Anne's safety. So she starts to subconsciously, I guess, um, see something in Henry that I don't think is like in her present mind at all, but it's just like trying to warn her um, of of an idiot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she's probably very like she is. A, I guess aware of the like 
to some extent. Uh, and I think that is like, yeah, her subconscious sort of interpreting that perceived aggression to be like, oh, this could be dangerous for you, yeah. actually. This is the song in which Angel is in. It's like just the song, but it's great. <laughs> like, I was just like, hey. Henry, meanwhile. So his show, he, I think he goes to Vegas and he is he's on stage and like you said earlier he's doing an act that is similar to the one that he did in the beginning um but then he gets to this part about like killing his wife and at this time i i hadn't quite clocked that and thing about the sixth woman was a dream dream so i was just like oh they still let him on stage with all these allegations but it's not (laughs) that's not what's happening um (laughs) but he starts to go on this rant about how he killed his wife and the audience are not feeling it um and he goes further in depth about like how he tickled her to death uh, and he like full like Adam Adam was up on stage just chewing he's like <laughs> he's doing the like, most <laughs> like I may not like his comedy but yeah. he is acting on that stage um, it's like very like he's playing both parts he's explaining the story it's actually yeah. really well like it's a well uh, presented yeah. story it is disturbing in nature that he's discussing the murder of a wife who is still alive and people are uncomfortable with that. And he knows that people are uncomfortable with that because they're actively like heckling him during this entire act. Um, But he's like really going for it. He's like, they're acting as his wife being tickled and him getting more aggressive with his tickling. (laughs) And he gets so aggressive with his tickling that she laughs herself yeah. to death. Yeah. So they, I guess, characterize it as meltdown, where he, like, I mean, he like, I guess, cut cut it off early because his backup singers like had to run on stage and they weren't prepared, um, for 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 the yeah. for their part. Yeah, I mean, he I, he was very thrown off <laughs> by yeah. the heckling. Because, uh, again, like, he, I don't know what, like, he says it later, um, but his, his style is to be provocative or whatever. And, like, again, like, if you're buying a ticket to this guy's show, like, based on the first act, like, the first time we see his act, I'm not, like, I still don't see the difference at all. Um, maybe it's because he said he murdered his... I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, I don't get it. But, yeah, he's, like, upset by the heckling. And um, he... It's, like, the whole act is thrown off. He's singing, like, what's your fucking problem? And they're, like, you got a problem or whatever. Um and he, because he's like still trying to like uh, link back to his act, original act, where he's like, there's a bit where he's like, like you laugh now, and they go ha ha ha, whatever that they do yeah. the first time around, that they don't do this time around. Instead, they boo him. Meanwhile, Anne, Anne is swimming, and she's just thinking that she is concerned 
about oh i guess that's also foreshadowing um she's thinking about how she's like concerned about henry um and also saying about like the person that she used to be um like how there was this girl and she, she mentioned that she was a little chubby i don't know why that stuck in my head um but she had this voice <laughs> she and then says, um, like i was a girl from nowhere something something very plump she says plump <laughs> plump there we go but yeah she's basically saying about how like her voice is everything to her now she's like playing with Annette and you can see like she is in love with this little girl and like having this child um this this puppet child <laughs> <laughs> and they spin and she kisses her and then Henry comes home and he's just in a foul mood um from the from the get out they agree to go on their boat i guess somehow yeah. the the news Which, finds out like, about the, it the news like like alerts us about that i'm like how do you know the reason they're going on this yacht also they're not going on like a cruise or anything it's like their own yacht so yeah. it's like why would that even matter <laughs> outside of maybe someone close to them being like oh my god you guys so the relationship is actually falling apart and so they're going on this yacht to try and like fix it or whatever they go on this store yeah they go on this trip and there's a storm happening and Anne is trying to keep Annette um, you know calm you know saying there's nothing to fear but Henry is drunk and he's out on the deck and Anne is trying to get him to come inside Henry wants them to waltz on the deck and Anne is just like I, this isn't like you uh my voice is going to die out here um it's nothing sacred to you and he just blows up he's like of course everything's sacred to you um that kind of way they're just having an argument and he's just like he's like tossing her around with his waltzing like he's full grass hoop um and eventually he just lets her go which i don't think he was intending to like kill her but i think he just wasn't thinking when he did it yeah and she falls yeah. overboard meanwhile he he like slams into the other side but he doesn't slip th- i'm wondering how he didn't slip through them but they were big enough for him to slip through yeah but anyway um he's mm-hmm. still on the deck <laughs> Anne is calling from the sea below um and Henry's just like oh there's so little I can do there's nothing I can do he just sits down and it covers his ears so he doesn't have to hear anymore and drowns out there and I think like I don't know what happens to the boat but Henry takes uh Annette with him in a little dinghy and rows to the nearest shore um some island somewhere I get they're waiting for rescue. Annette Henry Henry's still drunk, but he hears Annette sing and he's convinced that it's a some hallucination that he's having. Um meanwhile Anne's ghost her her sireny water ghost rises up and proclaims that she's going to haunt Henry for the rest of his life. Um and Annette's voice um 
will be his curse or something like that. I don't know. But she goes back into the water. We don't know what happens like in between that point because they both fall asleep. And the next scene we have is Henry in the police station being interrogated. The police are all like, oh, we don't suspect you, but we need to know the details of what's happened. And Henry just, he, he tells the truth, but omits. So it's not like he's like outright lying for most of it. Because he says, he says something akin to she was just gone from the deck or something. Or, and it's like, you know why she was gone from the deck. You threw her <laughs> off it. But regardless, and like he couldn't like, go. We believe you. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So he, he gets to leave. Um, he's not accused. But he doesn't have a career anymore, really. Like, he burned that comedian bridge. Um and I think Anne was the primary breadwinner at this point but he gets um, a little gift a little like rotating starlight for Annette and when he plays it for her the light when it hits her face she starts to sing again <laughs> it's a little funny because she starts to sing and then he turns it off it's like no nah, that didn't happen <laughs> He turns it back on. Just and it's like And she's like ah, whatever she's just vocalizing. And yeah. it's it is weird. Like she does it in her sleep later and I was like, she's already creepy, you guys. You did not need to ask this element. <laughs> but Henry Henry sees this and is instantly like this I can't believe this is happening to me and I'm like it's not happening to you it's happening to Annette but regardless <laughs> he contacts the former accompanist now conductor he's moved up in the world like he has his own like bit about it um <laughs> he's like the the conductor was telling us like he used to have this like relationship with Annette like she they would have affairs whenever she was sad um before she met Henry um and then that ended it for them but in between the music swells up and he's just like okay give me one moment and then he just starts yeah, I, he, I, he I, like excuse me excuse me again yeah it is, it is funny it, yeah. I'll give it that <laughs> I guess Henry knows the accompanist well um and he goes to contact him. He brings him into his house. And the accompanist the, is confused because he doesn't know what this is about until... Because he's led into the, the room of a sleeping baby. And Henry turns on the light. And this is when she does the singing in her sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And, the, and both, he's just staring at her like, what the fuck? Um... It's like, do you have any explanation? Yeah. I have nothing. It's like, do you need a drink? I need a drink, <laughs> a strong drink. So Henry's plan now is to take Annette and take her on tour. And they have like a brief like this. Like, it might be exploitation, but we're going to do it anyway. And he wants the accompanist yeah. to help him because he used to accompany Anne. So why not accompany Annette? And because the accompanist had like loved Anne I guess he's just like okay (laughs) um so they start to go on tour 
she's a hit obviously just this little baby child I don't know how old she's meant to be but this little baby child baby Annette um singing they have her floating off the stage uh just looking I want to say ethereal but honestly it's just creepy (laughs) um doesn't look she doesn't look ethereal she looks like a puppet she looks like a puppet but yeah so she gains massive popularity like they're hit all over the all of the countries are singing about how they love Annette so much uh Uh, he, he starts like drinking and like hanging out with tons of girls or whatever right 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 the all the girls song he has he he has um the conductor slash accompanist whatever um take care of her while he goes to blow off some steam or whatever and the conductor ends up um teaching annette uh we love each other so much which is the song that was sung by Anne and Henry early on in the movie which like I was like where's the line between non-diegetic and diegetic with that with this then because then what is being implied is that this is their song quote unquote that they sang together I assume yeah (laughs) and I was like in what context did like did Anne be like Let's learn this song together, this little <laughs> duet that we now sing to each other over and over. But okay, but yeah, they teach. Um, he teaches Baby Annette the little duet. Yeah, but when Henry comes home now, and he's like had his time, um, he hears Annette sing that song. And well, not say she doesn't know the words, but she she's like vocalizing the melody, and yeah. sh- he loses it. He's just like, "How dare you teach her that song? That was our song. That was mine and Anne's song." And the accompanist is like, "Actually, no, I wrote that song I for wrote Anne." Oh no, because that's gross. Um, not <laughs> gross. It's just like, it's just like weird. It's so weird that like she got a love song from someone who's like, let me teach it to my new beau. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe she didn't like giving her the benefit. Maybe she didn't realize that he was in love with her. Like they maybe they were like no way. friends. I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe she thought they were friends with benefits, and but then she got like a sure. real relationship, whereas he was fully on the I love you train, you know, and she wasn't there with him. Um, yeah, but I mean, when someone writes you a song about loving each other so much, I might think that. He loves you, but anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) that comes out, and then it comes out possibly that Henry might not even be Annette's father because she was sometimes with the accompanist. Um, And that's where the timeline stops making sense. That, like, okay, so again, like I said at the beginning, 
I assumed when he said that like he and Anne stopped having their, you know, on and off relationship was when when they met when she met Henry. And yeah. I had assumed that between having met Henry and getting married and to him and having his child, there had at least been like a year or so. But if the case is that if the case is that the accompanist and Anne broke up when she got with Henry and he still believes that he could be the father of Annette, that shortens the timeline to, I don't know, I maybe mean, weeks? Because, like, cause like obviously, it, Henry would figure it out if, like, they'd only been dating for, like, six months and she's giving birth, you know? It might have been because it did say in the beginning that it was kind of like a whirlwind romance. So maybe like they got together and they were married in like two months, let's say. And then she found out she was so like she was already pregnant. Um, so they found out maybe around three and a half months the baby could be either Henry's or the accompanist but I'm just I saying mean, that would have to be kind of the case is in, yeah if we take the information we've been given that would have to be the case so Henry starts to freak out because he's like if that comes true then he's gonna lose his child um, and he I think he likes being a dad so Henry invites the accompanist over to the pool to talk about this and the accompanist I think starts to deduce that like there's something sketch because he's like oh it's it's been like a long night Henry you know I can't stay for very long and Henry Henry drowns him Henry (laughs) Jesus um yep he does he's like nobody um, can know he's like pushing him around or whatever at the time, the accompanist is starting to be like, you know what, like, it's fine. Like, we can forget about this and, like, no one needs to talk about it ever again, kind of. Yeah. Like, pleading for his life. And, um, yeah, he keeps dunking him in this freezing water and he is then killed. And then we pan over to, like, Annette's window. And then we pan back to him, like, carrying... Um, the accompanist to I guess bury him somewhere yeah Henry decides that oh wait also by the way like after this happens because he goes up to Annette's like room and he's like and he's like oh you're awake and she like stares him down and then like knocks over that little light that was that was the first thing that I don't know, brought attention to him that she sings or whatever. Mm. That like we mentioned earlier, she like just like knocks it over. And I think he says something akin to don't worry, everything's going to be okay from now on. Henry decides that Annette, this is, I mean, he decides, I think Annette isn't going to sing anymore, but uh, he announces that um, Annette's going to give one final performance. She's not going to sing ever again. She's never going to sing again anymore. Of course, the final performance would be at the Hyper Bowl, which is like this huge stadium event. She's performing at the halftime show, um, and he's he's up uh, 
in the recording booth and she's on stage and the music starts to swell and she doesn't sing and Henry just kind of starts to laugh to himself um, but then the, the announcer's just like he also refers to her as a bitch like one of the takes where she does it it's like maybe the second or third time it happens he like refers to her as a bitch and I was like hey buddy like cool your jets she's still a baby like she's a toddler still yeah I think I don't know I don't remember like how long the silence lasts after the last time the music swells up and she doesn't sing but it like starts to go dark and then you just hear daddy kills people and she just announces that to the stadium um and I guess they like take her at her word because they start to investigate again (laughs) like straight up they like they do not like they do not waste time there's no like moment of like (laughs) kids say the darndest things you know it's just like all right murder investigation absolutely i think they find the accompanist body there's like police tape around the section of a wooded area henry goes to trial and they're like asking him are you gonna tell the truth the whole truth and he starts making jokes and people laugh but the judge isn't having it and so when he's asked again he just says no because the truth was will get him killed or something which is something that he said earlier i feel like they were trying to like connect threads but it made like no sense in the beginning uh yeah just 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 like uh so we have that um and i think he's like tried and convicted of the two murders of Anne's and the accompanists Um, but the people are upset about Anne because I guess she was like a worldwide public figure and he like took her away from them like they're like who's gonna die for us now and he goes to prison he goes to jail years pass we see Henry again he has short hair now he's got like a scar on his face like Look I like- think it's the same scar from after the like from the um first in- interrogation because during that interrogation he's like scratching at something and it's and for like a very long time I'm like is that a wound from the boat or something but by the end it's like grown so I it's meant to be symbolic I assume little Annette no longer a baby or a toddler but more like a child yeah he it's still the puppet it's the puppet on the chair and he's like oh Annette you've changed and he's she's like yes I have and then you see like an actual human girl child come up and like he rubs his eyes and then there's an actual girl child sitting in the chair but she speaks <sighs> The, these lines, I swear, it's very, it's very like grown adult speak, but also like translated from another language speak. So Anne 
Annette, rather, is basically, like, refusing any of her father's, like, attempts at reaching out. He is, like, trying to, like, perhaps have a relationship with her. And she's just like, but now you have no one to love. And he's like, can't I love you? And she's like, no, not really. Uh, and I was like, damn, girl, you yeah. cold. It's so cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, it's a really good duet. I was really impressed with the little girl. Yeah, she um, did really well. And her being like, how can I forgive? Because she's upset at both the mom and dad yeah. for her current situation. Um, her mom for having bestowed her with the curse of singing i guess in order to enact revenge on her dad and her dad for having killed people yeah (laughs) um and it's kind of sad because she's like i don't know five six and she's like i can't how can i forgive or forget this and like i'm gonna go now forever bye yeah i felt bad because in the end you can see that he is really just like can't I love you why can't I love you at the end uh, the guard takes Annette away because they're not supposed to have contact but he hugs her and you just see Henry like looking out of the prison door and he turns away and he says stop looking at me um, I guess to us while well, he just goes and stands in a corner and then you see, also, like, the puppet is on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. And then also, like, we cut down, and then we see like this puppet and the monkey toy, uh, just lying on the ground. And I'm just like, what's that supposed to mean? Genuinely, I also was <laughs> like, and that represents what exactly? And then the movie's over. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's meant to be like she's no longer. Like, cause like a marionette is just like, you have to like move it around. It's like being manipulated by you. Maybe it's meant to represent like, she is no longer there as like something that you can manipulate. She's cut, like her strings are cut and like the puppet represents that you have no further control over her and her life I guess but she's like such a she's a literal non-person for most of Mm -hmm. the film so I just found it so difficult to like attach any kind of sentiment to her Mm -hmm. like I felt like if maybe they had cut back and forth between a real baby and the puppet baby then maybe I might have had more like emotional pull like towards her Cause like, mm. like, but but at the end, I don't know. Anyway, so that is the end of the film. Now let's get into our ratings. Now starting with our standard rhetoric, we have music and choreography. Uh, this movie didn't really have choreography as such. Um, there weren't really dance sequences. It did. It doesn't really lend itself to that. Um. Yep. So, music, mainly. Um, I'm gonna be honest. When I was listening to this, I thought back to, um, what is the movie that you hate? Stage Fright. Uh, stage Fright. <laughs> I thought back to Stage Fright. Um, just mm. because it has these, like, 
I think he said they're like recessive moments. It has these um, moments that are literally just words on top of a melody that are yep. barely a song. And I was just like, I don't think I'm a fan of opera. <laughs> just, <laughs> just not, not in this way. Like I don't, I don't think like me and opera gel very much. I, I like fairly structured songs. I didn't have so much of an issue with it with Repo, but I think like in the future, rock operas and I are not going to gel. Regardless, <laughs> um, some of the songs were fine, and some of them were they're okay. <laughs> like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to. I didn't. I didn't find myself like fully like jamming out to any of the songs. I thought Marianne Cotillard's voice was beautiful. Like yeah. Adam's Driver's voice was there. He was on tune, but. <laughs> Like not to like shit on him. It's just like, like mm-hmm. up against Marianne, it's just course, like, yeah. it's just like a whole different. Um, he's a good actor though, so like his acting like makes up for it. Um, but yeah. this is not what that section is about. This section is about the music, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It was okay. I'll give it like two two point seven five. Out of out of five, um, spinny um, nightlights. Um, yeah, I also had that moment of like remembering stage fright, which is not to say I hate the songs. I, they're like mostly passable, but again, it like I it is an opera, so it's all the dialogue mm. is sung and like there's almost no real distinction of what feels like a song and what feels like something to move the plot along without having to stop for a full number or something like that. Um, Because most of the songs sort of have very little structure outside of like, they repeat a line a lot. Um, And it doesn't always feel like verse, refrain, verse, refrain or anything like that. It's just like, uh, a, what, like it's like a stream of consciousness of melody sometimes is what it yeah. feels like um, and you know I like 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 I said I like the duet that the little girl and her dad have at the end and I also kind of liked We Love Each Other so much so that was <laughs> I co-signed everything else that you said <laughs> I I think I'll give it I'll give it like a 2.5 spinny starlight night lights then moving on to story um the plot itself is fairly simple as you can see we got through it fairly quickly man meets woman man kills woman like it's just <laughs> It's not terribly complicated. Um, yeah. The way that it was portrayed, I feel like, okay, so I think because this is like primarily French to English, uh, there mm-hmm. are some things, like some directing choices 
possibly subscripting choices. It has like a foreign film feel, but it's all in English. And so I don't like it, it there's like a disconnect. And so I, I think it's just like trying to, to bridge that with the story. Again, it's a fairly simple story. Like I'm trying to I, I don't want to like nitpick the crap out of the movie. Mm. But it it's just like it was it was fine. It was fine. There was nothing like terribly spectacular about it that I want to like rave about or anything. It's just hard to mm. like think of my god I just keep thinking about the the choice for the wooden puppet like <laughs> scary anyway um, I'm gonna give it for story I guess three three out of five uh, ships at sea so it felt like like it's artistic, right? And yes. I understand that it's it's like very in terms of the visuals. The vi- it's like visually metaphoric in some ways. Experimental. Um, that too, um, and there is like, like you said earlier about like some things being foreshadowed and like or like said earlier on that feel like things that don't make sense only uh, until only once it's like repeated or once it comes to fruition or whatever do do like those earlier sentences make sense which like is is that an argument for rewatchability i personally don't think so but i mean maybe you do um uh you listener and like not you Odysseus. <laughs> um but <laughs> Because uh, I I I have an understanding of where it is that you feel about this movie, but um, yeah, like it feels like in terms of how it was presented, that there is a lot of like I don't know how else to really say it, but like I get that it's art, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like it's just not art for me. Yeah, and you know that's fine. Not everything has to be for me. I'm good with that, <laughs> you know? As a story, like you said, it's fairly simple. Um, great. So <laughs> I, I'll give it... <laughs> I'll give it... Uh, I, I agree. It's like a three for story. Three uh, boats out at sea. And then overall enjoyment. I mean, I didn't hate the movie. As I... D- mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention, I said, very much up until I met that wooden puppet and then it was over <laughs> for me. Um because it just it started it starts off so it starts off a little slow, I think because we have that uh semi monologue by Adam Driver and then we have an opera with Marianne Cotillard it's just and then we have we love each other so much which woo. so I think I think it just it needed its turning point and it got it with first the wooden doll as the baby and then with um, Marianne Cotillard's death at least that's when things started to become 
I thought it would be a little more intense after she died, but they, the police were literally like, oh yeah, we don't suspect you. Okay, bye. So, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, like, for overall enjoyment, um, I wouldn't necessarily watch this film again, but it was fine for a first watch. So, I'll give it... Mm. I'll give it another. I'll give it. I'll, I'll be a little generous. I'll give it a three point two five out of five. Um, uh, Henry's bathrooms. Yeah, I don't know what I expected. I don't know if I said that in the beginning, but I remember saying it as a sentence. Uh, I don't know what I expected. It wasn't entirely this, but. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what else I, I like could have happened. I didn't know anything about this movie really going in. Um, so like moments where people are being killed and or dying and sex scenes that are sung through <laughs> and <laughs> baby gelflings being born. Like it's, it's it, like I... A lot of things happened, and I was like, oh, wow, I this is a turn, I guess. Um, what is happening? Which is not to say I disliked it. It reminded me a lot of a movie that, like, I'm, I feel too bad to, like, name it. Um, but there is a movie that kind of goes for, like, this deep story. Um like kind of rent style i don't know they bought they borrow some like rent things um but anyways like the songwriting feels a little like that movie and i i again feel too bad to mention the movie itself <laughs> it's about like really sensitive subject matters so like, i don't want to you know put that That's out there right. um so there's just it reminded me of like several things that i found to not necessarily full out enjoy uh-huh. But of those things, this is probably the best version of that, I guess. Uh, I don't, that's not a ringing endorsement or like a complete uh, um, rejection of it. Um, but yeah, it was fine for a watch, you know. I was kind of engaged with it I was like okay things this is I don't know what's happening whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'll give it um I think I'll be generous too I'll give it a 3.25 um um what is it oh bathrobes yeah too now it's for obsession end cool uh, that's all I have for you. Uh, <laughs> this is a part of the podcast where we sort of talk about news or things we like or things we're obsessed about within theater musical theater movies all of that yeah. and um there isn't that much to really talk about outside of the fact that I just found out there's a Fatal Attraction stage adaptation. Don't know what that's going to look like, but I read that and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've been watching a lot of um, Lifetime thrillers lately and Lifetime only knows two plots. 
in terms of thrillers. It's either Fatal Attraction ripoff or Single White Female ripoff, which like they're very similar um, in terms of how they portray them anyway. Like, um, but yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say. I've been listening listening to a lot of. Encanto, as well as Centaur World. So that's all that's been consuming me. But these are two things that we already knew I liked. True. Um, so I have also been listening to Encanto. Um, There's <laughs> nothing um, else that my brain can do. Uh, I will say, though, we have another death. Uh, Meatloaf passed away. Um, since we mentioned stage fright so uh, Meatloaf um, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast you know uh, there was a musical written about uh, his songs Bat Out of Hell he is responsible for I will do anything for love but I won't do that but yeah he has passed away and sir we give you your flowers as we have given the others, the flowers. I think yeah. that's it for me. Sure. Oh, uh, I will just tack on here um, about Encanto that uh, we don't talk about Bruno, just surpassed oh, yes. go, Um, in terms of, I guess, streams and downloads or whatever, and uh, charting things. I don't know, things that they measure. <laughs> <laughs> the, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, to, to like Lynn's surprise by the way like I read um, an interview that he did where he was like I did not think this would happen but okay I, like of the songs that are in this movie alright go off I guess <laughs> um, it's always the ones you least expect yep yeah. and yeah he, he was like I mean it's great so like thanks <laughs> still a little confused about it so that's fun um <laughs> And yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you for listening. Um, next month is a fun month for me. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> do I wait to tell you or do I tell you now? I don't know. Um, but until then, actually, you can follow us on social media on uh, Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMMPodcast. Um, we have a Tumblr. Tell me more, tell me more podcast dot Tumblr dot com. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TMMTMM podcast. We have an email, tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. We have playlists of songs that we like from the musicals that we cover on Spotify. So if you go onto Spotify and you go to TMMTMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself you will find playlists for every year that this uh podcast has existed how many times can i say podcast um <laughs> i'm too excited to to just like not tell you we're covering barbie <laughs> next month it's so exciting <laughs> more excursions um, into the barbie cinematic universe Yes, and it's the ones that I consider to be the most gay. The most, <laughs> and they were roommates, if you get what I mean. Oh <laughs> so, um, yeah, look forward to that. Until next time, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast, I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia.
Goodbye. Goodbye.